This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. And if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off an entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free match madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket-style Kappa contest with a chance to win 5500 bucks to enter. Just go to betterthan.vegas, and don't forget to let them know SGP sent you. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at pickwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at pickswise.com. And we're also all brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like the stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code S-G-P. All right, welcome back, DJs. It's for a time for the players recap and uh, the uh, the Honda Classic preview. Uh, it's myself, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, it's a pretty good goddamn weekend, man. I am doing pretty well. This is the second week in a row I come on this podcast after a really nice gambling weekend. Uh, yep. Didn't start off so hot, but man, what a weekend! Yeah, uh, come on here and nail it outright. You and I both are on the JT train. Yep. Uh, we both did really well with in-round matchups. I nailed a bunch of positional props today. A lot of things went my way. Uh, a couple of tournament props went my way today too. So yeah. It's gonna be a little bit of a tout show for the second week in a row. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's nice to pick. It's nice to pick the winner again. I feel like we hadn't picked the winner on the pod in a couple of weeks. We um, came clo- I mean, we were close. I mean, last time we had Siwoo, and then I was on Sam Burns at the Genesis. Yeah. That uh-huh. uh, I had a couple hundred and one outrights at the at Pebble that didn't work out, but nope. uh, I think I had a couple guys near the top. I, we had Brooks, I think, at concession. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then uh, I think I had Paul Casey last week at uh, Bay Hill. That didn't quite work out. But no, he, I mean, he showed, he showed up this weekend. He did. He played great. And we'll talk about him in the DFS report card. But uh, no, I mean, JT twenty one. You said it last yeah. week that we're never going to see that price again if he wins. And you know what? We're never going to see that price <laughs> that again. Price again. Exactly. He won it. Um, that was an incredible weekend. I mean, re- his. His ball striking stats were awesome. He gained 10 strokes of the ball striking across rounds three and four. And the funny thing was, is he was coming from behind and how many strokes putting he lost today. Two and a half. It was about two and a half. Yeah. yeah. He lost <laughs> a, a bunch and I've never seen somebody come from behind to win losing putting. And like, he could not make a single thing on the front nine. It was unbelievable. No, he two putted everything, but you could feel it, man. When he, when he dropped that first birdie, um, it was like, 
all right, here it goes. Here comes the run. You know what I mean? Like, because he was just like, he, it, it wasn't like, cause I mean, what Thursday, he was it Thursday. He putted well, or no Saturday. He putted really well. And it was like, he won putted everything, right? It was eight putts through nine holes. Cause he chipped in one. Right. And so that's unsustainable, but him two putting, everything is also unsustainable. Um, so yeah, man, I felt, I felt good about, uh, JT, but he was so flat. I was worried. I was like, oh man, maybe he'll just stay flat. And so like, we were just talking like off uh, before this, like I get too cute with my shit and I put too many outrights out and it eats into my fucking ticket. So I'm, I'm, I'm irritated at myself for not just trusting uh, that JT would close the door. Cause man, what a fucking train wreck. Fucking Bryson and, and Westwood were on the front nine today. Holy I know. shit. Well, I said in the Slack channel, what it was setting up was it reminded me of 2019 when Rory kind of made a mess of things on the front nine, but Fleetwood and Rom weren't really doing anything. And we we're kind of waiting for Rory to take it. And then on the back nine, he just took it. And the same thing happened today. Like, you know, Bryson and Lee Westwood, I and mean, we'll get to them in a little bit, but they were just, they were a mess. And then JT was just kind of just making pars, not really making anything happen. Couldn't get anything going. And they hit that birdie. They hit the Eagle, uh, hit our birdie on 12. And that then, Eagle was gorgeous too. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I mean, oh I mean, I thought on 15, I, th- I think 14 or 15, I forget what it was, but uh, he three putted the hole. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not exactly. great. But, uh, and then Bryson had an Eagle on 16 and maybe put him in there, but no JT closed the door. Yep. And uh, you know, I mean, I think that's what the PGA tour wants. So uh, we always talk about the Prince of Ponte is Roy McIlroy. It might be JT at this point. Yeah, he oh, seems yeah. like they're they're a poster child. So, you know, congratulations to him. It's also congratulations to Team No Putt because uh, <laughs> he had such a bad putting performance today and still won. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that was great. But uh, so I, I I want to talk about Bryson with you though, because for me, I mean, I know JT won, but yeah. I come out of this tournament extremely impressed with Bryson. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I, I was on the stance and I thought I had, had a feel about Bryson because I didn't like him in concession. Cause it was a positional golf course where he couldn't overpower it. Right. Didn't go so well for him. I knew last week at Bay Hill, he could overpower and he won. And I went in this week. I'm like, you know, he probably can't overpower the place. Like you got to really know what the Dye golf is like where there's times where you have to be aggressive, yep. but you have to be perfect with it. And I felt like with Bryson, he didn't really know sometimes when to press the gas, when to go, but he did that perfectly this week. I, I thought he was fantastic. I don't know. What'd you think about him? Yeah. Dude, I mean, he really was like, I mean, other than that fucking fiasco on four, he still played great today. You know what I mean? Like that was crazy. Like I know he pulled the Molinari and topped his three wood. Yeah. And then the they just straight shanked it into God knows where on the right hand side, flubbed it out of there. Like dude, that, that, that was the best double bogey you ever see because I swore he was going to put up a fucking eight. Like I yeah. thought he was, I thought he was going to quad that thing. Like that was, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he's, we've seen him before just implode like a lot, but I mean, what I was impressed with is, you know, I mean, you know, the scrambling was really good this week. That was something Dude, that the touch yeah. around the greens, like on these like little greenside bunkers, these waste bunkers, like just yeah. smooth, man. And so it's not smooth. easy to get out of them either. I mean, the one thing that is still lacking with him is he wastes really good drives oh, with dude, awful dude. irons. Like and that's, and it's not even, it's not the irons. His long irons are fine, but like mm-hmm. his, his fucking wedges are God awful. Like, yeah. it's like, I was like, dude, just hit your fucking three wood and then give yourself a longer iron in like, or do something with your wedges. Like, I mean, it's hard to critique somebody who just went, what are we, what are we 12 under, right? Like it had a good, obviously a great weekend, but like, come on, man. Like you, they are, he's wasted. Like he's like, all right, 109 in, and he's 30 feet from the fucking pin. It's like, God damn it. Man. Well, I have to think 
it's got to have something to do with the single length irons because yeah. he's generating more club head speed doing it. And if you're generating more club head speed, you're hitting the ball farther and you got to make these like three quarter wedge shots, half wedge shots. And he's like, like how he takes the swing back, like everything in the same plane. So he has to like basically figure out what angle it is. Yeah. So I can't, I can't imagine like wedges are easy for him with this, but as soon as he figures that out, which oh. I think he will, it's, it's over. over. It's really over. It really is. Like he's going to win every tournament. It's over. Yeah. I mean, he's a fan. He's a fantastic putter, and now that he's scrambling a little better, I mean, once he figures out irons, ugh. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about JT trying to give us a fucking heart attack on 18, by the way? What the hell was I that? Know. I told well, him. I mean, I, I, wish all my, I wish all my duck hooks looked that pretty. I mean, he yeah. hit that duck hook. That that pro tracer on 16, I yeah. thought he fucked up. <laughs> I was like, that's so, going right in the woods. I'm like, nope. Nope. Just a knuckleball duck hook that we've all hit, by the way, except it all goes in a water hazard like 40 yards left. Yeah, as, as doesn't run out 60 yards into the fucking fairway. No, and it was perfect. <laughs> I mean, and he did the same thing with the three wood, three wood duck hook knuckleball with water hazard left. I mean, that's oh, it's fucking terrifying. That was, was like, great. And then, uh, you know, betting aside, I love Lee Westwood. You know, I love Lee. Oh, Westwood. I know you do. And um, I was hurting. That yeah, shot he hit on 16. That's a shot I've seen from him before. Yeah. That wasn't great. I mean, he didn't he's, have. He's it. still safe par. He's still safe par. And he did, but you he really know fucked what? himself on 17. 17 is where he, he lost it. Because I he, thought. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So if he makes that putt, it's a playoff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, maybe the the nerves are a little different on 18. Maybe he doesn't birdie it because he finally gets a putt to drop on fucking 18. But like, if he makes that, what is it? It was like a four foot, five foot putt on 17. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys are missing that putt though. That was, that was, that was a tough putt, but uh, no, I mean, I, I thought he birdied his opening hole. I was like, yeah. oh, man, is this going to happen? Is he just going to take this? And then he made him, he hit in the water on two hit in the water on four. He had a slice going and he had a nasty hook going and you know what props to him. He kind of kept it all together for a while and kept it interesting. Cause you know, I I've seen firsthand, I, I told you the story about the 2013 PGA championship when it was me following him and Rory. And I, I bet Westwood had to head and Westwood is already like plus five through four holes. <laughs> and I'm the only one saying, come on Lee. I, <laughs> I, I, I love that dude, but you know, I mean, he doesn't have many of these chances left. He's 48 years old and it was good to see him in contention again. Dude, he gets it out there for a fucking 48 year old, huh? Does, yeah. Dude, yeah, he gets it he, there. Yeah. Dude, he gets it out there, man. I, yeah. Like I, I, it's been cool to watch in the last 2 weeks, right? Cuz I I've never had a feeling on him one way or another. He's just another jag to me, right? Um and like yeah, it, it it's been cool watching him and uh, even coming into this week. I mean, shit, he's got a good history here, like Guys playing yeah, he lights does. out right now. Like I know. I mean, it, it, we'll see if he actually shows up and plays. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's been good. So, all right. So, you want to recap how we did betting, or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, pre-tournament calls, nah, for me. Yeah. Uh, I uh, so the ones I actually gave out for matchups didn't go well. I went about four, six, and three pre-tournament matchups. Not great. Uh, I had a couple stands on like Bryson. I didn't think he was going to do well. I thought Scotty Scheffler was going to be a lot better. We'll get to them in the DFS card, but uh. You know, not great, but uh, I went ten five and one on the on weekends. There you go, pretty good. Uh, I I doubled up on top tens on Berger and Fitzpatrick. Uh, I got top twenties on them too, so that was good. By the way, thank you, John Rom, uh, for uh, 
making a mess on 17. I know that costs you in a matchup, but uh, <laughs> yep. it helped everybody it else. Yeah, exactly. I led about five guys in the top 10. So yeah, there you go. Um, Brian Harmon was a guy I was really high on this week. Seven to one top 20 uh, Sung Jay, who was my big short and uh, we'll get to him in the DFS report card, but uh, I feel vindicated on that. He was a yeah. mess on Saturday. He was, it was a um, complete disaster. Yeah, he was. And then cam Smith actually got back toward the top 20. So yeah. that was good. Uh, I also got winner, not in the final group, two to one. Pretty good. Um, the quickest bet I think I've ever cashed was over six and a half <laughs> shots on 17. And that, that was hilarious in Day five one. minutes on Thursday. Exactly. That was I, had awesome. big, I had to pay big juice on that too. And I didn't give a shit. I thought I was going to have to sweat that a little bit, but yeah. I was kind of nope. disappointed. It was over. I'm like, now what do I do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, the, uh, and, then, and then of course, JT 20 to one. So yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Good man. Yeah, that's fucking good. Like uh, the pre-tournament matchups I gave out um, went 0-3-1, and then fucking two of them withdrew. Right, so that was fucking terrible start. Friday, uh, it was two and two. I think that was that the day I was yelling about Spieth. Those are two I and think, two. Days. I think so. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Saturday I went uh, four and zero, yeah. and then today I went one and two. So oh, okay. Eh. Like, eh, like whatever. Well, so here's, here's what we have to remember for next year. And I, and I remember saying this <laughs> and on Sunday and, and I didn't follow my own advice. This tournament is such a shit show every single year. And it's so random that we should probably go lighter on pre-tournament stuff and save our bullets for in-tournament. Like, you know, yeah. it takes Like if you find like a JT 21 pre-tournament, bet it right. like, but like, and we'll talk about with DFS chalk didn't work this week. Nope. And all the pre-tournament expectations just went right out the window immediately. So, yep. I mean, I think there's a reason why we did better on the weekend and firing bullets there. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put a bookmark on this next year. I'll listen back to this podcast. We'll take notes and then, uh, you know, yeah. no, definitely we'll do that. Yeah. All right. So this I is the moment I've been see you top Asian, by the way. Fuck. Yeah, God. there you go. Like, you, like there you I, go. I, I was sweating that because M fucking started playing today and I was like, God damn it, Seaboon. All you gotta do is go one under today. That's it, dude. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't make a putt either today. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. That was awful. So all right. So this is actually I've been looking forward to this moment. Okay. We put on a boat this week. It's probably a lot of guys I think you want to put on a boat. There is a lot of guys I want to put on a boat, man. But so like at the same point, like like I was so dead in DFS, like from fucking like from like 11 a.m. on fucking Thursday, like I just I so whatever like I just unstarred all my DFS guys and just started following all my bets. I was like I don't give a shit. I know I'm fucking toast. Um, I kind of want to put Rory on a boat, but you already did that last week. He's already at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. explains why he played. No, he's one. dead. Yeah, he's so dead. someone needs to start tracking who you killed Rory <laughs> so you don't kill him again. Exactly. Yeah. I will, I'll wake him up. Yeah, like dead. we need to start trying like who comes back for the dead for Capper? Who's yeah. dead? Who's staying? Yeah. Who stays dead? Yeah, that's exactly. a good idea. That's a good All idea. Right. We should do that. Um, I don't know, man. Can't lay maybe like he just seemed. Yeah, like he was in a bad mood, like just fucking like and fucking mannerisms and his little like stomping. And you know how much I fucking hate his goddamn putting routine. And like, and I, I'm glad I didn't have to watch him. Right. I, like, I'm glad I fucking didn't care about him after fucking Thursday because he is very frustrating to watch as, as I just hate it. I hate it so much. Keegan's fucking pre-shot routine. Holy shit. Have you seen this fucking thing? Yeah. You didn't know about this. It's, it's awful. Oh, like he's a little like stutter step kind of. Yeah. yeah. In out, in out. He's in, like, out, he's like in, doing the Charleston. It was like, Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> he is doing the Charleston. Like I was getting frustrated. So like 
I think it was exaggerated on uh, Thursday and Friday. Like, I feel like it, it was even extra than normal. Cause I always knew it was a weird thing, but like, I was like, God damn, man. I was like, fuck it. Just get up there and hit the fucking ball. Um, yeah. Can't let him go. What, what the fuck is wrong with Webb Simpson? If he can't play well here, where's he going to, he's going to play well at the fucking Wyndham and uh, wherever the fucking Hilton head is like, that's well, it. Cause it's not, it's not Bermuda grass, you know, you only <laughs> play Webb on Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord, and he like he, he was still in a position to make the cut and to just completely fucking melted down, fifteen through eighteen. I was like, come on. Yeah, I, I miss how that happened. All of a sudden, I look back, I'm like, oh, Webb missed the cut. That's yeah. gonna be bad for DFS for everybody. Yeah, exactly. He was like, very popular. Yeah, fucking Christ. As far as like cheap golfers, like I don't know, nobody really. Like maybe I should put. Uh, how about Molinari? You gonna kill him? You were back on him again. Yeah, I don't. I think that I, I think I was only on my outright in the top twenty. I think I ended up. Oh wait, no, I had him in like a top three, fucking continental Europe too. That didn't fucking work. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna kill him yet. Not yet. Okay. He hasn't All burned right. me too bad, and it's so early. And like he's other than the last two events, I don't know. Maybe it's just a Florida swing for him. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just not good. Good down here in Florida. I don't fucking. Okay. Know. All right, we'll see. So yeah. all right, well, why don't we hop into Can't. the DFS report card then? Okay. So. Oh, time yeah. out. Fleetwood is fucking dead again. Like, I don't know if I've killed let's, him before. Let's let's save him for when we talk to the 7,000 hour range. I need Fine. a word with you about that. <laughs> we need to dive into exactly what your intentions were this week with him, because I, I think there is definitely something. No, sinister. no, dude, I lost uh, a lot let's, of money. Let's save him. it. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, I mean, he is definitely gonna be a prominent figure in the 7,000 hour range. So, all right, 10,000 hour range this week. Um, kind of like what we said, this range was generally overlooked. Uh, the most popular guy in the $10,000 range was Xander Shoffley at 17% ownership, but that was the top ownership and he was terrible. Uh, it seems like whoever asked him about like, Oh, you've finished in the top 25 for the past, like, you know, 20 events, you know, how do you feel? And then ever since then he's been bad. So uh, I uh, use him one and done this week. I got sucked into a top 10. Um, I'm not going to blame Nagel's bagels for this, but uh, <laughs> I'm my own man. I make my own picks, but uh, he kind of swayed me on it. Cause he's the Xander truther and I got burned, but you know what? It's just a little bit of a rough patch for him. It, maybe this means he's going to go back to like over 20 to one, you know, mm-hmm. outrights coming up. So might be a good thing. Actually. I mean, he was living in like mid low teens for a while and I never really liked that, but now we might go back to like, you know, 25 to one sweet spot. Yeah. I like um, the other bus in this range, Rory, uh, 12% ownership. Did you see his comments on Friday? I did. And, and so yeah. like, and that's, that's why I was like, even hesitating to put him on the boat. Like, I just feel bad. Like he was like, I just, I feel bad. Like he's like, fuck man. I was trying something that I probably shouldn't have tried. And now I fuck my swing up and I don't know how to fix it basically. And I was like, oh, I no. mean, that's not encouraging. I mean, I, no. I hear him, I hear him say that. <clears throat> and I actually talked about this briefly. Sean asked me, we were talking about Ricky Fowler. He asked me, why do guys change their swing? I'm like, well, I mean, sometimes you want to add a shot shape or add distance, stuff like that. And I gave an example, Martin Keimer, where he wanted to add a draw. He was number one player in the world. Want to add a draw, play well, at the masters. And he was never the same again. I don't like that. Rory said that <laughs> I, yeah. I really don't Now I think he can still, I mean, listen, he is also coming off. Like he have a bunch of top tens. Yeah. Like he finished top 10, in the concession. I don't think he's that far off, but I think there's something to the fact that like he tried to add all this distance and his irons went to hell, his scrambling went to hell, his putting has been dodgy. Yeah. So he's got to find it quick. Uh, I mean, other than that, uh, DJ was yeah. not great. I mean, he finished 37th in scoring. I think he had a lot of birdies, but he, he was a non-factor. Yep. Um, Rom, 
was I called Rory's performance last week flaccid. Today's was flaccid. Today's was let so me, bad, man. Let like, me give you some stats on Rom today. Let me pull that up that, real quick. That was so so disappointing. Like because I, like you know like guys were like three or four shots back. You were looking at last night and today. Like who can go make a run? And go take this thing. And I was like, JT and Rom, right? Those two guys, right? So, and Rom just. So, Rom today, he lost 0.4 strokes off the tee, gained 0.1 with his approach, lost 0.2 around the greens, and he lost a stroke putting. That is a flaccid performance. Yeah, that's fucking tough. There's nothing there. I mean, I could, like, if, like, one area was just, like, really bad, like, he struggled with putting, but, like, you know, it was good with his ball striking or something, I get a little past, just nothing was. He just wasn't firing today. That that was a missed opportunity for him because he had Westwood into Shambo kind of gacking it. Yep. Um, it and just, his playing partner was playing great. Casey was playing great. He didn't even feed yeah. off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like typically you can feed off of that and be like, yeah, he was he was shitty on the fucking path fives. Like I, I don't know. I was because I like Rob so much. I was pretty fucking irritated. One because uh, I had I, that was one of the fucking guys I threw a little extra money on fucking to go out right. And then of course the matchup today too. And so like. <laughs> You know, I get, I get all testy. Right. <laughs> um, who are you most concerned with? I mean, cause none of them really, I mean, Rom finished ninth in the tournament, but like he didn't play yeah. well on Sunday. Right. I mean, besides Rory, Rory, you're oh, most okay. concerned about Rory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think like, that's the easy answer too. Yeah. I mean, Xander, I don't know, man. He's just always been so consistent that I think you're right. It's probably just a little blip. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, Rory with those comments, man. And like, even going back a little farther with him, like he was talking about how he needed a spack, Right. And maybe the fans would help. Well, fans have been here two weeks in a row. You got top 10 last week and fucking just Jesus. He, I mean, he was bad, bad, right. like bad, bad. No, he, he was very bad. So, all right, move down to the 9,000 range. We uh, talked about earlier that chalk didn't work. And this was the range where chalk did not work. So there were three guys above 20% in this range. They were Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, Webb Simpson, all missed the cut. All missed. And like you see some of the like there was massive ownership here <laughs> throughout the whole range. I mean, JT and DeChambeau were great. Yep. JT obviously first in scoring, DeChambeau third in scoring. But next highest was Patrick Reed at six point seven percent. He was twenty eighth. Yep. Um, the only other guy to make the cut in this range was Morikawa. He was awful on Saturday. That oh, was dude, was so, really that was the that was the easiest matchup I won all weekend. I was like, you're oh, welcome. You're welcome like, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, this shit's over. Fucking, <laughs> fucking five holes in. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I know. I don't sweat. I, how how aggravated were you when you sent me a text? Was like, all right, I need some matchup. I'm like, all right, speed over Morikawa. You're like. <laughs> No fucking way, right? <laughs> <laughs> but well, I t- yeah, I was like, come on. I, I, you, I think you said, listen, I know you're not gonna want to be back on him. <laughs> but and I was like, nah. yeah, and I was like, yeah. fine, fuck it. Like I was like, I like, I know, I know. If I don't take this, uh, he's just gonna go off, and he did. So, uh, but I mean, Morikawa was great today, though. So yeah, well, he I shot mean, like he shot what a sixty-six today, sixty-five. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was a sixty-eight today. But still, he's he salvaged. He had a great back nine. Um, Hoblin wasn't very good. I'm going to give Hoblin a pass though. I think yeah. the officials were out for him. I mean, Dude, that shot, was bullshit. Yeah. He shot technically two under on yeah. fr- Thursday. And then the rules official tried to tell him that they didn't cross the hazard line did. And they self-reported like a, you know, basically didn't take a drop correctly or something, or he did, or he mismarked he his ball. He mismarked yeah. his ball. Yeah. So, and then he just came out flat Friday. I'm going to pass. I don't think there's anything to it. So, yeah. cause he would have um, made, he would have made, he would have made the cut without that without that penalty. Right. But uh, 
No, I mean, I didn't listen to my own advice. As far, I, I still went, like, when I did DFS Lamps, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go down the $9,000 range and do the sevens. And yeah, it didn't really work out. So, so, so I can't I'm land. Right. I can't land web fucking everywhere. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, fucking, I was like, it was like, it was like Friday. I think it was Friday. I don't, I don't even think I cared on Friday. I think I already clicked them off. I was like, there's no fucking way. I thought web might make it, but can't lay was fucking toast early. I had a bunch of fucking, I, th- I think I made two golfers go through in my, uh, the one I had most of my six to sixes go like most of my, most of my lineups. That was fucking gross. <laughs> there we go. All right. $8,000 range. Most popular guy. I mean, again, there wasn't much ownership here. Just like we talked about a lot of people just went nines and sevens and then kind of skipped over the eights. Uh, highest owned guy was Jordan Spieth at 14%. I mean, it, yeah. you know what? I mean, here's what's encouraging about Jordan Spieth though. So he didn't just do it all with the putting and around the green game this week. He actually lost strokes on the greens and putting. Uh, or around the green this week. Uh, he gained two strokes per round with his ball striking, both off the team with his pro shot. So, I mean, if you're telling me Speed's ball striking like is going to be that going forward, I mean, I I have very high hopes for the Masters. I mean, I think you're very, I'm very jealous you have him 51 to win. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I, I, yeah, I went and I was like, I'm going to grab this now, just in case. Well, I'm very happy you did because Thanks, uh, I did not. And I'll probably be on the outside looking in when he slips on the green jacket again. Um, Daniel Berger was 13% owned. I mean, he backed into a top 10 today, but he was good. Um, he was pretty, he was pretty, I didn't watch uh, a lot of him this week. So I, I'm going to have to, when we do the betting at DFS show, you're gonna have to give me a little background on how he did. Cause obviously he's one of the bigger names in the field this week. So yeah, he had a big Friday and Sunday. He did not have a good Saturday, Thursday, but I mean, today, I think he was five under today. So yep. that worked well. Um, Sanjay was 14th in scoring. He made a lot of birdies. Like I think he had a big birdie streak on Friday to pump him up, but man, his Saturday was bad. And I, I I'm so mad at myself that I live <laughs> bet Sanjay on Friday yep, after, which is what I knew that he was just going to turn to a knucklehead. Like we call him. And he was a complete knucklehead on Friday. He lost four strokes with his irons on Saturday. He was, was awful. Bad. And this is the frustrating thing about Sanjay. He's been doing this every single week, just a horrible round to ruin everything. I mean, yeah, thank you for the top 20 at like plus two fifty or whatever I got him on. But like, right. I know a lot of people went Sanjay outrights because yeah. he was 50 to one and man, that was bad. But I mean, for DraftKings, listen, it was 14th in scoring. It paid off, but yeah, hell yeah. Kinda, it's kind of ugly how he did it. Um, you're right. Paul Casey was great. Fourth in scoring. Yep. Uh, I was really high on him. Uh, Fitzpatrick was really good too. He had a nice comeback on Sunday. I, feel, I know, man. I feel so bad for that kid. He had such a bad Saturday. I know. But uh, I, I posted an article on the Slack channel. Uh, he's my new favorite golfer. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. So <laughs> he that. he takes like strokes gain to a whole nother level because like for these guys, and this is we talk about like how strokes gain kind of lies to you. Like for him, he's like, all right, well, if I hit it like 13 feet to the pin, it's gonna say this. But I was really aiming like 12 feet right, <laughs> so I actually missed for me. So he has this huge database. He does manual. He enters manually after each round, like kind of like what I do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I guess I relate to Matthew Fitzpatrick, one of the greatest golfers <laughs> in the world. Um, other than that, as far as some busts, uh, Hideki was terrible. Scheffler was terrible. They ended up high ownership though. Uh, Hatton was bad too. Oh my and god, he was, uh, was so bad. Second week in a row, he had a bad Thursday to ruin a good Friday. He wasn't even that good on Friday. He shot three under. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That was enough I, to it, push. It, it, that was enough I was pushed with it. I watched every single fucking hole of him because uh, I had a fucking heavy fucking uh, matchup against uh, Hideki. Thank God fucking they pushed. But like, good God, man. Like, 
he was his irons don't look right. Like he's missing, he's missing his irons. His putting's not back. Like I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, it might be time to recalibrate on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We're not going to see him until match play. So yeah, for real, uh, going back. To the yeah, he's, he's not playing. He's not playing this week. Oh, no one's playing this week. We'll get to the field this week. It's, no one's playing. Uh, all right, let's move on. Seven thousand hour range, and uh, the streak is over. <laughs> Most popular guy did well. Yeah. And I think this is kind of cheating because he's one he's one of the best ball strikers on the planet right now. Will Zalator is a twenty and a half percent ownership, finished fifteenth in scoring. I mean, that's kind of cheating. <laughs> All right. Um I mean some other highly owned names like Corey Connors is a massive what so they, I thought he might win at one I point. Know. I threw yeah. I threw some money on him today, too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cam Smith had 11% ownership. He was pretty good. Uh, Walking Neiman had 20% ownership. I mean, whatever. He he made the weekend for you. Didn't really hurt. Abe Answer uh, didn't really do great on Sunday. Kind of ruined a uh, overall good tournament for him. I think there's some positive take. And then Tommy Fleetwood. This is when we need to talk. <laughs> so this is kind of my fault too. As soon as you laid out that giant, like beautiful mind made cut parlay. And I asked you who was the guy that was going to mess it up. And the first one you said was Tommy Fleetwood, just instincts, just taken over right there. I should have faded Tommy Fleetwood in every single prop I could find miscut everything because you know what, in your little distorted brain right there, you wanted him to fail. And that is why you went so heavy on Tommy Fleetwood this week. I'm ashamed of you. I really am. I called you out on the DFS show. I knew you were trying to mush him. And guess what? You know? I wasn't trying to mush him. I really wasn't. I was just trying not to be stubborn. Right. I was like, all right. It's Cause he did look good last week. Um, but uh, as I posted this, he is who I thought he was right. Like that, like that's it. That's my, that's it's my own fault. Like, you know, I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have changed my view uh, based on, you know, basically getting like earworms from you and some other people. And it's like, all right, maybe I should rethink Fleetwood a little bit. And then like I dug in a little bit and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh. And I just kind of got, whatever. I just kind of got, uh, got a little excited. I, dude, I, I lost a shit. Like the only reason, like, it's not a great week for me is because of fucking Tommy Fleetwood. I was going to ask you, how <laughs> deep were you on Fleetwood? I, how many, how, what were the bets you had on him? Oh, I had, it seemed like on the betting show, you had everything on Fleetwood. Yeah, dude. Like I had a lot. Like, so I had outright, uh, top five, top 10, top 20, uh, a couple matchups, um, highest, um, highest English player. I had him in Hatton. I had him as a top three English player. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, bro. Not great. That's a not, lot on one player. Yeah, dude. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not all Bob. right. Here's, here's what I want you to work on. And so remember when I, t- I started taking the philosophy, I believe in my stands. I believe in what I think. And then my yeah. reads are good. I want you to adopt that. So if you have a read on Fleetwood, just stay with it, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you're right. All right, so we'll go with that. Uh, I mean, as far as some other guys, I was high on Louie this week. He was meh. Yeah. I mean, he made a little run on Friday. They got me excited. And they hit in the water. Whatever, he made the cut. Um, I mean, the only big bust here, I mean, besides Fleetwood, Max Homa bubble popped. Oh, God, I know, dude. Fucking, I know. and I had him, I had him in a fucking, I had him in some shit, too. I, uh, I I took him in a matchup against Sergio, and that was over on Thursday. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I had I had a matchup against Kokrak, and so that okay. was st- and like 
I was like, okay, all right. Like, I was like, make the cut, make the cut. Nope, they couldn't make the fucking cut. No, I was like, because because well, Kokrak can blow up at any point. Yeah, it was a whole well, tournament matchup. Yeah, I think the, I think that wasn't an, a terrible bet. I mean, I know it didn't work out for you, but like, right. wasn't Homa like plus one? Yeah, it was, it was plus money. Yeah, it was plus. Yeah, money. like at that point, they're both basically the same player. Right, exactly. Just take the dog at that point. Yeah. Um, Chris Kirk was running really good. He had nine percent ownership, and he was running really good till Sunday. He was bad today. Yeah, what so. What happened to him? I lost track of him. I don't know. I mean, he got dropped from coverage. I mean, listen, no. there's only so much you can watch <laughs> with all yeah, these I guys. No, I, mean, I, know. I know. The, 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 you know, every shot live thing was great. Oh my um, God. I was the greatest fucking thing ever. Well, especially when you got head to head matchups and you're yeah. watching screaming at the television. Like, I mean, I never felt more alive watching Harold Varner, the third versus Adam Hadwin today, you know, <laughs> and I actually flashed to it and like Varner, like Hadwin was in trouble. I think he was down two to Hadwin. And Varner was in the fairway, and then I flipped to it, and it was his pro shot at eleven, and he dumped it right in the water. I was like, oh, <sighs> "That's it, okay." But uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, a couple other winners here. I mean, Sergio had six percent ownership. He was six. He was great. Sergio, Sergio's, yep. He's 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 sneaky. Just whenever he's there, like not like not just TPC. Like I don't know, man. Like we, we slept on him. We missed him on that winner when we we when we talked to the, we in hindsight. Why did we overlook him? Like at certain courses, man, you just got to play this fucking guy. Well, I mean, so so I go back with Sergio with a first round leader lean, and we actually were all over it because yeah, just, it was guys that start on ten. Sergio, yeah. really good ball strikers with good course history. Sergio, Sergio, and I just overlooked them. Me too. So, Me too. But that's something to look for next year. Guys start on ten. That trend continued again. Yep. You know, court, horses for courses for this place. So yeah, we'll go with that. I mean, Lee Westwood had three and a half percent ownership. He was great. Siwoo, your faith in him paid off. He only had 2.7% ownership. He was great. Um, lowest owned guy in this range was Shane Lowry. 0.4%. He was, he was great on fire today. today. Yeah, he fire was. And then Lowry. Taylor Gucci only had 0.8% ownership and he was really popular for a while. So I was surprised guys got off him. So. Well, I, it's, I think it's the first time thing. And he had, I mean, I feel like he hasn't been playing that good. Right. I mean, I just feel like that's the feeling. I don't know. No, last couple of weeks he hadn't, but right. I mean, you know, he was still popular for a while and the guys got off him and he finished seventh this week. So, um, Poor I think Doug, we, beat, Poor Doug we beat that up. What's that? Poor Doug Gim in the six K range. I know we're about to move to him. I mean, <laughs> he still finished 24th in scoring, but man, anyone who had a top 20 prop on him must have uh, and then awful today. Uh, and it was still kind of kicking a little bit. And then I think he took a six on 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. He tripled that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, one guy we forgot to mention in the seven thousand hour range, Kevin Na, uh, public (laughs) enemy number one of the golf gambling podcast right right now because he insulted one of our fellow (laughs) listener, one of our fellow listeners, and your friend, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Great scrambler on the golf course, by the way. Great putter. You know, kind of remind you know, kind of reminds me a little (laughs) bit of poor man Spieth. But uh, yeah, he apparently tried to uh, share a conversation with Kevin Na. Uh, on the practice round on Wednesday yeah, and Kevin yeah. Ockheim kind of was a little bit of a jerk and then Kevin on made an eight and then claimed he had the back injury yeah. and withdrew. Yeah. Yeah. And you know it. what? I, I, I think Tommy had a 20 to one on him and I'm not sure how his other bets went, went but you know what? He probably had the best weekend of us all. That was a <laughs> massive win for him. That was the best. Win for him. He was pissed. I think uh, it was either Thursday night. Uh, we were hanging out and uh, he told me the fucking full story. And he's like, he's such a jerk. He's like, my wife was fucking saying some shit in Korean to him and just staring right by us. And he's like, there's nobody else around, man. It's a practice round. You can't like give us a nod or wave. Like what a dick. <laughs> Are you going to come on my side that he's a douchebag because of that logo? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah Thank definitely. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not, not 
<laughs> right, I call it how I see it, guys. All right. If you have your, your own logo, if you pick it up a golf ball, you might be a douchebag. <laughs> All right. Under $7,000. Brian Harmon. I was huge on him this week. You were. Fifth in scoring. I think actually looking at everybody, he was the most valuable player in DraftKings just based on his pricing where he finished. I mean, he was awesome. Charlie Hoffman also was really good too. He finished ninth. You know, I mean, even though Doug Gim choked it away on Sunday, I mean, if it's 6,200 bucks. Yeah, you got to be pretty happy there. Um, I mean, otherwise, though, look at this. No one was above 10% in this range. The most popular guy was Emiliano Grillo, which pff, bust. Um, you know, Andrew Putnam had some ownership. He wasn't very good. Oh, your boy Richard Warinsky got the Bay Hill bump. He was bad. He was bad. Yeah, but I mean, otherwise, I don't really see a whole lot here. And I think we can probably put the Players Championship uh, to rest. And yeah, man, good tournament. Good tournament well. overall. Like I said, like whatever. It is what it is. Positive week is a positive week. And if uh, I had more goddamn bankroll management, uh, I would uh, I would have had a, a much better week. But whatever, man. A win's a win. Um, so uh, I guess before we get to the breakdown, man, listen, it's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sports app, sportsbook app, is putting New customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog in a select college basketball games, and if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. Pick one of many college Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs uh, for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn Turn four dollars to two hundred and fifty-six dollars if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be twenty-one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER or in Indiana, call one eight hundred nine with it. All right. I think Kramer. Kramer was like fucking celebrating on. Uh, on Twitter. He must've been pretty heavy on JT too. Oh yeah. He had JT there. He had his D- uh, Millie maker lineup was, I think he had JT and Fitzpatrick had Harmon. Yeah, man. It was, actually, it was actually, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I wonder what he ended and, up, uh, ended up, what he ended up with. Yeah. And then I'll have to ask him, uh, I'll have to ask him, but uh, yeah, he was on JT 20 to one. Yeah. I think he had some college basketball bets that went down today. So yeah, Kramer, uh, they have a new episode heater, coming up tonight. So I'm sure he'll be touting up a storm too. Yes, he will. So, <laughs> all right. So the Honda classic, so Ugh. no one's really playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I, I kind of feel for Honda because they are a long time sponsor of this event. Yes. You said, you said they're the, they're the oldest sponsor for the PGA tour, right? Did you tell I, me think, that? I think they are. Well, I don't, they might not be the oldest, but they have definitely been around for at least 30 years. Okay. I mean, the Honda classic has always been around right. and now with the new schedule, like, like players have to take a week off and just think about the run we've had. So we had Genesis, which is an elevated stats event. We had WGC, we had Bay Hill elevated stats. We had the players. So that's four big money events in a row. We have a yeah. WGC again next week. We have the masters in three weeks, by the way, that's coming up. Brand Holy horizon. fuck. Is it three goddamn? Oh my God. It is. It's yeah. fucking Holy shit. It is. Yeah. It's the end of March madness. And we go right to Augusta national. So yeah, I mean the Honda classic at PJ national gets a shaft and it's, it's unusual too, just because 
I mean, it's right in all these golfers' backyard. They all live in Jupiter, Florida. They all live in West Palm Beach, <laughs> and none of them want to play. So, I mean, something has to get the shaft, but I don't know. But I mean, this field is really bad. It is. Um, I think Sung Jay is might be the favorite. Oh, he's, oh, he's definitely going to be the favorite. Him and Berger are going to come in at like fucking twelve to one, ten to one. Yeah, I, I think pro- I think probably fourteen to one, sixteen to one. Yeah. And then like you got. Joaquin Neiman, he's probably gonna be like twenty to one. Lee West was probably gonna be like twenty five to one. Listen, I, I mean, you almost gotta take Lee Westwood at this point. He's playing so goddamn well. Good, oh, good course I, history I, here. I love Lee Westwood, and this is the time to jump off. Yeah, I mean, you're probably <laughs> Two right. Two close calls in a row. Yeah, that's you know, true. But I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll take a look at the stats and uh, you know let you know. But uh, I mean, I guess because the field is so weak, I gotta include Ricky Fowler as a notable because he's a big name. God. He has Phil Mickelson's a notable. I mean, he's in this field. He made the cut at least this week. He did. He did. I don't know how this week's going to go for him with all the water, but not well. You know, he's there. Uh, Henrik Stenson, I guess, is a notable. Oh, bro, your 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 ex husband is fucking broken. What did you shoot? Fifteen over. Fifteen over two not, fucking days. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I got off him at the right time. But yeah, Adam, Scott, Adam Scott's here. He's a former winner, but yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. Yeah, it's gross. This is our hurting field. Yeah. And uh, it's where we can find some value, baby. Exactly. We'd love to go dumpster diving and we'll do it. So my boy, Wes Bryan and Keegan Bradley are in the field. Oh yeah. Wes Bryan's actually a horse for course here. He's actually pretty good at at this place. So yeah, there might be someone to to look at, but all right. So what happened last year? Do you know? Yeah. In one, I had a ticket on him. Okay. There you go. Do you know who came in second? No, you always ask me that. You know I'm never gonna know. Well, I guess not. I guess if I had a ticket on him, I'd know. But yeah. all right, Mackenzie Hughes. Ah, okay. I know he fired 66, 66 over the weekend in order to like make a run. So I think he actually Great. made the just cut. Just grading 60, 60 foot putts, fucking left and right. Yeah, I think he actually made the cut on the number and then almost won, which would have been impressive. And then uh, the 54 hole leader. Do you know who that was? It's Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> no way. Tommy Fleetwood couldn't close. So shocking. Ah, you're back. Thank you. Uh, now it's safe to go back on Tommy Fleetwood. Now. That was safe. The world has corrected itself. So let's talk about the golf course. So it's PJ national champions course. Uh, it's par 70. Um, it's usually a par 72 for the members, but they convert to par fives into par fours, about 7,000 yards, 7,000 yards. And uh, yes, by the way, everyone's going to say it's Bermuda grass. And guess what? They're going to be right. It's oh, Bermuda. they'll get it right this week. Nice. God, there were so many people. I know. You, <laughs> that were, so, got that you were so irritated about it. It was awesome. I was really <laughs> irritated about that. But you know what? They're going to get it right this week because they're going to Google it and see Bermuda grass and they're going to get lucky because yeah, they don't oversee down there. So. Um, so it was first built in 1981 by Tom Fazio. They built it actually for the Ryder cup. Um, and the Ryder cup came there in 1983, Jack Nicholas redesigned in 2002. And then the Honda classic moved there in 2007. And I guess if there's three words that I could come up for this place, it's penal, it's unimaginative and it's really hard. <laughs> it's, it's such a hard golf course. It is. And like, it's, it's crazy how hard this course is. Like it eats everybody's lunch. Like yeah. it really does. Like it's, it's bad. This whole, there's water. I feel like there's water on that comes into play on at least 12 or 13 holes. Right. So there's like, water. <laughs> so for us, 
there's water 18 probably (laughs) water on 14 holes for us (laughs) for these guys it's probably like 10 but there's still water like that's like 30 yards away if somebody like really hits a bad iron shot they can definitely find water i mean look what fucking happened to bryson on four today that one doesn't come into play for those guys and he fucking ducked it (laughs) so i mean it's narrow like fairways aren't more than 30 yards wide and they're pinching by a lot of bunkers the bermuda rough is really gnarly and grainy like you do not be on being there and you're right the water hazards are just really brutal it's waiting for you know big misses and this time of year too the wind is really rough we'll talk about the wind later uh there's might be a rough forecast for these guys yeah i saw i saw you post that in the sl- in the slack so like like i said i was literally driving up i4 sitting in goddamn traffic uh because i4 is the worst road in fucking america uh mm-hmm. and uh, and 95 so i'm like i got the i got the little i got my youtube uh youtube tv up watching the game while i'm driving because it's not that dangerous and uh and uh and so like and i wouldn't go wouldn't go off i i jump into the slack read see if see if anything any nuggets would drop and i saw you said 40 mile an hour gusts possibly that's what i saw on sunday which uh we'll talk about how to how to maybe handicap that but uh i mean overall you look at this golf course and this is so a couple of weeks ago i praised jack nicholas for the concession i thought that was a really yeah. well designed golf course this was part of the period where Jack's designs were not that great. It's just, there's no imagination to it. The only creativity and the only identity about it is just, it's really hard. Uh, if you want to basically create like some quirks or like anything about it, just throw another bunker or water hazard guys. I cannot imagine this is fun for anybody who wants to go play it. No. And <laughs> like, I can't imagine how many golf balls we would lose combined. Oh, it just, oh. and then like you, like, like there's, if you go on YouTube and search for like PGA tour funnies and fails, like the Honda classic is the one that most comes to mind. Like yeah. it's just brutal. It <laughs> Guys just hit in the water, just like horrible chip shots, like horrible bunker shots. And I kind of wonder though, like, I'm not sure if this is Jack Nicholas's fault or it was just a really bad golf course by Tom Fazio. And then Nat- Nicholas kind of like tried to save it. But I mean, I, I think we're really irritates me about this golf course is the bear trap holes 15 through 17. Why? Okay. 15 and 17 are the same fucking hole. Uh, They're both 175 yards. It's over water. It's a left to right green with a back back bunker. It requires a fade. It's the same hole. Why the hell did it the same hole? Two out of three holes. That's that is funny. I guess I never even put that together. They are fucking seriously. Look at, look at the, the pictures. Yeah. Same fucking hole. <laughs> and and then on 16, like it's just a forced layup and it requires another left to right. And like Jack Nicholas loved to hit fades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see that in all his fucking courses though. Yeah. Well, I, at the concession, he did a good job making it both ways. This is one where like left to right ball flights definitely work here. Like, I mean, no wonder Sung Jay won last year. Cause all he does is hit a fade. Well, so, I mean, I think JT's like stock shot is a fade. Like, and he won here. Luke Liss, I think hits a fade. He does well here. So, I mean, most really good ball strikers hit fades. God damn and it. It's the ball Luke Liss does well here. Fuck. Yeah, he does. He's getting, he's getting over a shop round. I mean, he finished, so. he finished, uh, he lost in the playoffs to JT a couple years ago. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah and he's in the field. So oh, yeah, boy. I mean, but 16 though, it's a forced layup and like a phase and shot. I mean, overall, just like everything's a forced layup at this place. Like, yeah. I mean, everybody's hanging back off the tee. You know, you got to avoid the water. And then 18 is the same fucking cookie cutter par five that is on every Jack Nicholas golf course. Is that zigzag design yeah. with water left, water right, yeah. and then the force carryover water to the green? It's just, 
<laughs> I don't know. I've, I've literally like, I, I, I have pictures of these, the same par five on other Jack Nicholas golf courses. It's the same hole. So it, this one is definitely not my favorite, but it's going to be hard and it's going to be entertaining to see these guys struggle, especially if it's windy. Yeah, dude, 40 mile hour gust. What the fuck are you supposed to do with that? Well, I mean, <laughs> you can talk about that if you want to go into key attributes and stats right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, yeah, I'm finished. I'm, I'm, no, right, no, so no. obviously like with Bermuda, you know, you want to go with that. Uh, it's positional golf. You want to keep it and play off the tee. The, the funny thing though, is that I looked at the average uh, driving accuracy percentage of everybody who made the cut last year. It was about 63%, which is actually higher than the PGA tour average because everybody's taking irons and three woods. Off irons the and three woods yeah. yeah. So if you're missing fairways, like not only are you penalized because everyone's hitting fairways, there's water, there's bunkers. You don't want to be in like, you're really screwed. Yeah. You have to keep it in play here. Like it just, it's, it's, I think this is the most, this might be the most important golf course, like for positional golf. And then iron plays really important. Like if you look at how scores are dispersed, I, I put a little chart up from data golf and basically the variance in the leaderboard is most heavily weighted by iron play. And like, it's, it's like really stands out to over the average, like PG tour event. So like it really comes down to how well you're hit your irons. Cause not only is there trouble off the team, there's trouble around the greens and everything. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys too here. Like if you subscribe to hashtag team, no putt, I mean, this is for you. Like Ben on has the best course history here of anybody Dude can't put a lick Luke list. He's on that list. Lee Westwood, Adam Scott, Jason Duffner. They all do really well here. Like good ballers can't putt. Yeah. And then like short knockers, but good iron plays like Luke Donald, Graham McDowell, Russell Henley, Ian Poulter. They all eat this place up too. Huh. So, you know, I mean, target guys like that. Um, I'm probably going to do like a composite golf course ranking again. Like I did sawgrass of like Airfield village, sawgrass, Wiley Harbor town, like all these positional golf courses that guys do well. And then, I mean, that's going to be important to do because it's such a weak field, like on paper, you're not going to find good ball strikers, but if you get guys who do relatively well at those places, that might be an opportunity to find some value down the card. Yeah. You got to think, I mean, especially if you're looking at that type of data, especially like Muirfield village, like they're those, they're playing such a stronger field there too, typically than what mm-hmm. they're playing here. So it's almost like you got to enhance, right? Like almost enhance the, enhance the number based on, based on the field at Muirfield versus here and what they would do against this field. Yeah. But you know, Muirfield sometimes gets some like weird winners. Like remember that your David Lingworth won there. And then like, I think William, I think William McGirt won in Murphy yeah, village. Too. Yeah. yeah so like, that's like position. A yeah, lot of people true. think that Murphy village is a bomber's Paris. Actually not. It's, it's really yeah. positional. Golf. Like I know Rom won Rom, there, but like yeah. he's really good at these lesson driver golf courses that, you know, I mean, that's, that kind of suits his game. So yeah. But like, I mean, El Chameleon, it's just basically fairways and mangrove forests. Like I keep in play while I kind of the same Harbor town is the same. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of golf courses that get weaker fields that you gotta play positional golf that you can use. Okay. That makes sense. Well, yep. listen, that God. And then the last thing was uh, with the weather, with the 40 mile power. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if it's going to be 40 mile power wins, everybody's going to missing green. So everybody, yeah. It doesn't matter how good the balls are here. So get good scramblers. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh 40 mile an hour wins. Like, I mean, they basically stopped play or however many weeks ago with that, would they stop play again? I mean, with maybe, right. Although, I mean, if they can probably make sure that the greens don't get too fast and then just the winds ramp it up. But yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's 34 mile per hour wins, it's, 
don't know, maybe. That's I mean, no, that's just, that's no that's joke, a, man. That's fucking no. That's it is. I mean, that's a week out. That probably that forecast is going to change. But like anything over twenty here yeah. is a disaster. Fuck yeah, terrifying. yeah. So holy shit, Sunday could be fucking awesome. Um, maybe or terrible, depending on I guess where you're sitting on Saturday. Um, but listen, if you want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting, you need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets. BetQL has shop data for college basketball, NBA, and NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers in your state. So head over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder. Head to BetQL.com, enter code SGP30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's SGP30 at BetQL.com. Hey, you did it, by the way. You didn't laugh at uh, Bet Smarter, not harder. I, 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 was, I, I almost made it a point. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't laugh, monkey. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this in Slack, but I told everybody else that... Uh, a couple episodes ago, I had to catch myself for, I almost said Denny McCarthy. <laughs> I did, I did. I've been hanging out with you too much, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. My wife will slip into it every once in a while. I fucking laugh. I'm like, where did that word come from? <laughs> yeah. You're not from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So what else you want to hit on, man? I got nothing else. Um, I mean, those are kind of my leans. Uh, yeah. I, I think maybe one other thing to keep in mind too is um, depending on how the winds are, you might want to stack like DFS showdown lineups or like just even in betting in general. Cause yeah. I mean, if the winds really ramp up on Thursday afternoon, you're going to want to load up on guys, you know, in the morning, in the morning, especially for like first round leader too. So we'll, we'll, we'll check on that Ooh, on Tuesday. We're going to have some, we're going to have some long odds on some first round leaders. Oh, this, hell yeah. This fucking field, baby. Hell yeah. Take some stats, man. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Man. We'll, uh, we'll check the forecast on Tuesday and uh, yeah, we'll uh, get to you then. All right. Well, listen, I got to, since another short show, I'm just going to finish these up and then uh, we'll say goodbye. So listen, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. It's what DGENs only care about. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew and make sure to subscribe to our SGPN page, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you subscribe, you get a notification every time the new video is posted. Uh, my video had JT on it last week. So should have fucking listened. And I even told you, if you could only get 16 to one, still take it. Money's money, right? Um, and so, so, so go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And listen, Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. Since you're buying betting positions, they're from other sports betters, there's no house. And it's legal in more than 40 states. So post a place you like and have someone at Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun stuff like picking against a spread contest as well. So sign up at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. Uh, and they have golf on that now, boys. Uh, he uh, he texted me. Uh, uh, yeah, the guy the guy who uh, runs it uh, texted me and said, hey, we got golf now. I was like, Ooh, all right. Thanks man. There we go. <laughs> so, I'll check if New York state, uh, allows residents to, uh, play in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear you complain. Okay. I don't want to hear you complain. Like I, I'm like fucking light years away from getting fucking gambling down here. I'm literally going to have to like PayPal you money to put money down on DK for me. Like, <coughs> wow. You okay there? I don't know what. I think, I, think I, like, oh, I had a heart attack. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. But uh, you'll know when I have a heart attack. It won't be. It won't be over that. I promise. Okay. It might be over a bet, but not about the lack of ability to bet. Because thank God we still have offshores and Bitcoin. I figured that out. So if I figured it out, anybody listening, 
you can figure it out too. Um, all right, man. So, uh, all right, well, we'll get back together on Tuesday. Uh, we'll do the breakdown uh, of the tiers like we always do, get our bets out there. And uh, yeah, man, we'll be dumps and diving. And uh, hopefully we hit a nice uh, couple long winners uh, this week. That would be, uh, that would be nice for the wallet, but great week for TPC. Wrap it up, put it in the book. Back to work this week for myself, Boston Capper, and Steve, the God of Golf himself, Shermer. Tuesday, boys. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.